Jesper Volstead's off to a great start with the Iowa Wild so far in 2023-2024. How's the rest of the roster doing? We will take a look at how the Iowa Wild are doing 12 games into the season on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe and join the conversation on YouTube and also find us on your favorite podcast platforms. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into the Iowa Wild 12 games into the season. We'll take a look at Jesper Volstead's numbers and why, if we don't see him, unless in an extreme case this season, that's not a bad thing. And we'll also take a look at some uh, familiar names as to see how they're doing so far this season. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, it's been an interesting start to the season for the Iowa Wild, to say the least. But I think that was something that was expected. It is a uh, very young roster. And so you're going to go through growing pains throughout the course of uh, a full Season and Iowa sits currently second place in the central division at six, five, and one. And it seems like we've developed a pretty good formula so far for uh, the Iowa Wilds is that when Jesper Volstead is in nets, it's likely that you are going to end up coming away with a win because he's been dynamite so far this season six and two with a 2.01 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage. In eight games so far this season, he has allowed 16 total goals, including two shutouts so far this year. And you can even boil it down a little further than that because there was one start by Volstead in which he was uh, clipped to the tune of six goals against Rockford, gave up six goals on 25 shots, uh, in a uh, loss, I believe it was six to three to the Rockford Ice Hawks. So, in seven other starts, Volstead has given up 10 total goals so far this season. And this is what you want to see with young players is that you want to see them start to really push the envelope in terms of performance at the, uh, the AHL level. We saw it with Rossi last year. Uh, we saw it with Matt Boldy before he uh, was called up for good. And you just want to see a guy that very clearly is somebody who should be playing at a higher level. And so for Volstead this year, getting a chance to be that number one guy, again, let's not forget, he essentially was uh, in a 1A, 1B last year with uh, with Zane McIntyre, amongst others. And so this is his first real opportunity to be the go-to guy, and uh, the results kind of speak for themselves. So the Iowa Wild 6-2, and two, when Volstead is uh, in the net, they are 0-3-1 when he doesn't start. 
And uh, you look at the 30 goals scored for the Iowa Wild so far this season and 38 goals against. With Volstead in net, Iowa is outscoring their opponents 25 to 16. So without him in net, they are getting outscored 22 to 5 in uh, those four games. And so, again, pretty easy formula to replicate is that if Volstead is in net, you're likely going to get a good performance and you are uh, hopefully going to win. But if not, it uh, it gets dicey. And so, you know, we have talked a lot this week and in uh, the last couple of weeks with both Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury struggling so far this season and uh, not consistently performing at the level that they did last year. There have been some calls that uh, maybe Volstead should get the opportunity to hop in and uh, get a few starts just to see if he can give the team a um, a better opportunity in net than what they're currently getting. He's with the team for the uh, the international games in Sweden uh, because with NHL rules, with those types of games, you take a couple of additional players on your roster in the event that uh, you absolutely need them. Like if there'd be an injury sustained in practice and the Wild were down to just one goalie, obviously you need somebody else that uh, that you can have on the roster. And they don't account for salary cap space, or Volstead at least doesn't, um, unless he is used in a game. And so even with him on the roster... There have been calls that uh, that he should get an opportunity in one of these games just to see what he has, uh, just to see what he can offer. Can offer the Wilds maybe a little bit of a different look um, compared to what what you're getting with Flurry or what you're getting with Gustafson. I think the only way we see Volstead get into a game this year is if there is an injury to. Philip Gustafson or Marc-Andre Fleury because I think you run the risk of attaching pressure to Volstead to have to be the one to fix things. You know, this this team is is playing very inconsistently so far this season and at times it's been bad defense, at times it's been bad goaltending and I just I don't really feel the need for a guy that there are huge expectations for. Those expectations are down the road. I don't feel the need to throw him into this mix just to try to hope that it's going to be the cure-all that is going to fix this franchise. Number one, you then have to figure out what you do with either Flurry or Gustafson. And number two, if the results continue to be the same, you run the risk of too quickly attaching the, well, he just doesn't, he doesn't have it at the NHL level. You run the risk of attaching that tag way, way too quickly. And so a long-term plan for Volstead remains in play. The likelihood is going to be that he is the natural successor to Marc-Andre Fleury after the season and that he'll be up with the team with Philip Gustafson. That will be your uh, your goalie tandem 
that the Wild will go with next year. And Volstead will get the entirety of the season to just get his get his chance at the NHL level to see what he's able to do. There won't be any pressure on him to, you know, if you don't perform up to a particular standard that um, we're we're gonna we're gonna get rid of you. I mean, we could see a similar uh, situation play out that we saw with Rossi, where he came up, didn't look the part, didn't get a ton of help either, um, but played for 19 games, had one point, didn't look the part um, at the early part of last season. Then went down to Iowa, spent the rest of the year down there, and uh, really had the opportunity to to just build uh, build his confidence up and uh, add a little bit of the uh, the other side to his game. So it's possible that we see something like that with Volstead. But again, that's that's part of the long term plan is that you want to make sure that a guy is consistently dominating at the AHL level before you throw him in against a much higher level of competition full time. And so I understand the desire to see what he's got and just see if he is somebody that, you know, can maybe benefit from a a look at NHL competition, then send him back down to Iowa so that he gets the opportunity to uh, to work on things and and build off that performance, but that time is going to come. It's just not something I think that needs to be rushed at this point. Just let him continue to uh, tear it up down there um, and know that his time is going to come when it's time. So I'm excited to see what we get with, with Volstead, but also I think just, uh, just continue to let him cook in Iowa and, uh, just let uh, Gustafson and Flurry figure it out. If this team's going to get this back on track, they're going to need those guys to uh, to figure it out. And so uh, let them do so. Don't put Volstead in as part of this um, and uh, address it again in the offseason. Now, that's one of the potential names that uh, could get a call up. How's the rest of the team doing? Well, we'll take a look at how the rest of the Iowa Wild roster has done so far this season to try to give an answer as to why we haven't seen the likes of uh, Adam Beckman or Sammy Walker. Uh, we'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season offers all sorts of possibilities, whether it be Marco Rossi scoring a hat trick, whether it be Brock Faber scoring a couple of goals, or the Minnesota Wilds eventually hoisting the Stanley Cup trophy themselves. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether elite players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for categories such as goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. 
It's so easy. All it takes is under 60 seconds to line up your entries. You can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, college football, and more on Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. You may have seen it uh, in the fact that we're going back to live premieres on YouTube. Well, there is a reason for that because Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to the Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And we've also got one for Locked On Sports Minnesota. So if you want to keep tabs on the Vikings, the Twins, the Wild, the Wolves, and the Gophers, Locked On Sports Minnesota is the spot to do so. So the rest of the Iowa Wild roster is off to an uh, uneven start. And I've I've seen comments and frustration as to why we haven't seen the likes of Sammy Walker, why we haven't seen the likes of Adam Beckman um, up with the Wild so far this season. And I think short answer, you know, if we remember back to the beginning of the year, the Wild had a finite amount of cap room to be able to call players up and could not put in the likes of Adam Beckman and Sammy Walker uh, under the, uh, the payroll. So that was your kind of short term answer, obviously with having multiple players now on injured reserve long term, uh, there is room to be able to call particular players up to fill in particular spots on the roster. But you got to be playing, I think, a particular level of hockey in order to warrant getting called up. And this is where I think we haven't seen those guys is because if you look at Sammy Walker's numbers right now, he has six points in 10 games, does not have a goal yet, and he is on a three-game point streak, but the fact that he still has not put one in the net has not lit the lamp as of yet, I think is a little bit of an indicator that, you know, he would bring speed to this lineup, but if the guy's struggling himself, that's really not going to help the Minnesota wilds get through their own struggles so far this season. We did see Walker earlier in the year and we saw him get an opportunity in the top six and then got bumped down to the fourth line. And to be honest, was it, he had a much better showing last season in extended opportunities than he did this season in the uh, couple of cups of tea that he got with the Wild before being sent back down. And so it's a situation where this time just wasn't helping the team. You know, it wasn't wasn't contributing at that same level. And so it makes sense then at that point to say, okay, well, if this isn't working, we'll send him down and we'll try somebody else. 
Adam Beckman, another popular name amongst uh, Wild fans that uh, would like to see him get another opportunity to uh, just see what he can cut at the NHL level. Well, up until the last three games of this season, Beckman had two total goals. He has scored two goals in his last three games, but he was on a cold spell himself, uh, a spell in which he went six games without a point. And so, again, when you're making call-ups to help out a team, you're trying to do a couple of different things. You're trying to find someone to fit the particular spot in which you are missing in the lineup. And if you're struggling, you're trying to find somebody that can ignite what currently ails you. And with the fact that the Wilds have had struggles so far from Kirill Kaprizov and from Matt Boldy, it has just kind of dormitized a large part of their offense to where you really can't do anything to supplant those two. You just have to get them back on track. We've seen more of the injuries on the defensive side of the ice which is why we have seen Dakota Mermis get an extended look with this team, which is a good thing because he has played well. He's provided offensively. He has been responsible defensively. He has been, I think, one of the more positive points defensively uh, that has helped this team out. We've also seen Damon Hunt get called up here and there as kind of your seventh defenseman. He has had some opportunities to play and has done fine. Uh, But again, you are trying to get some players that are key components in the lineup back on track on defense. Jake Middleton, especially you're trying to get those key guys back on track and performing where they have been in previous seasons. So a call-up is not going to necessarily help there. A call-up on the defensive side keeps John Merrill out of the lineup, although from the sounds of it, and I'm going to, I'm going to just throw this out there, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive into it for, uh, for my own sanity. It sounds as though John Merrill is going to get one of the two games in Sweden, which so be it. Um, but it sounds like then Mermis will get the other. I hope my point is coming across in that the call-ups are not themselves going to jumpstart the biggest names on this team that have underperformed to this level so far this season. The call-ups are filling in for guys that are injured, and we saw Jujar Kara get called up Earlier this season, that did not work at all. But we've seen Vinny Letary be able to step in and play the role that you need right now, which is on the fourth line. And he has performed fine in that aspect. He's got a couple of goals in the last few games. And so the call-ups are predicated on the guys that you're calling up playing well and To this point, you just haven't seen it. So whether or not you do 
going forward, if there's anybody that gets injured, then that's a conversation to have at that point um, of the season. But as of right now, looking at what we see statistically, they're not they're not contributing anything that you're missing um, up at the NHL level. There are plenty of players that have been inconsistent to start, and so you don't need to throw younger players into that mix and try to have them be expected to to get everybody back on track. So it's it's been a roller coaster for Iowa so far this season. Um, but again, it's it's a young team. And that was kind of the the assumption that this was going to be a young team going into it. So those guys will continue to kind of cut their teeth at the uh, AHL level. Now, into next season, there will be some additional spots, theoretically, for players to earn out of uh, training camp. And so let's just take a look to finish at what the 2024-2025 roster has in store. We'll do that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. All right, Locked on Wild listeners, we spend a ton of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together, whether it be wins, whether it be losses, whether it be who's playing and who's not. I am very thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You know what that means, right? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friends. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revito prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Chase Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace Medical. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to have to cut pills in half just to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKED ON for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure to join us on Saturday and Sunday for the Sweden Streams. We'll have live streams going for you to uh, hang out as the game is going on on both Saturday and Sunday. We've got guests lined up to appear. Some uh, s- some fun names that uh, that will be joining us periodically throughout the games. And uh, also make sure to tune in later this week. We are going to team up with the uh, the fellas at Locked On Senators for uh, a little bit of a look at how Ottawa is doing so far this season. So we will get you another Locked On crossover. I know how much the uh, the Locked On Wild audience loves them. So we're getting you another one here this week to uh, preview the game against the Ottawa Senators. So let's fast forward a year. We get through the season. I don't know what happens. But we are looking at what to expect from this team 
for next season. And what we can look at are the potential for some roster spots to be opened up because uh, another comment that I have regularly seen is that the current wave of veterans is blocking prospects from getting opportunities to contribute at the NHL level. I think the ones that we are most concerned about this happening for is the European triangle of Liam Ugrin, Danila Yurov, and Murat Hustendinov, who are all cooking right now overseas. Now that they've finally found their way in Danila Yurov's case, now that they've finally found their way to a team that will actually give them minutes, which helps. Uh, I think the worry is, is that those guys are not going to get the requisite opportunities uh, in order to play meaningful minutes for this team. But let's keep in mind the timeline for those guys. They are overseas this year. The assumption is, is that they will come to North America for next season and will likely spend that season in Iowa getting acclimated, getting some games under their belts, getting an opportunity to feel out the competition there before then potentially at the earliest being ready to go for 2025-2026. That's the magic number for a lot of different things for this Minnesota Wild team right now. So I don't think at this point we need to worry about those players being blocked because you are going to have uh, you're going to have quite a bit of uh, of spots that will be available because as of right now if we look at cap friendly as of right now you only have 6 of your 12 forwards that will be locked in beyond 2025 2026 you got Kirill Kaprizov, you got Matt Boldy, Matt Zuccarello, Jewel Eriksson Ek, Marcus Felino, and Ryan Hartman. Now, the assumption is with a guy like Marco Rossi that he will sign a deal and will be around. Okay, so there's seven spots. But if what we see with these contract extensions for Ryan Hartman and Marcus Felino, especially, if we see them play lower in the lineup and you see the likes of Ugrin, Yurov, and Hustendinov get opportunities in the top six, then those guys aren't blocked. They get the opportunity to see what they have um, in order to get the seasoning, to be impact players for this team as we expect that they will be. So between 2025, 2026, and now, here's the spots that you could likely have open. Um, in the forward group that would need to be filled. You've got Brandon Duhame who will be a free agent at the end of the season. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody is is not aware of the fact that uh, Lockdown Wild thinks very highly of Brandon Duhame and would like to have him back. We'll see if that's how it plays out, but let's just assume that it doesn't. And that then that is a spot that you have open. Connor Dewar is a restricted free agent after this season. Locked on Wilds is a fan of Connor Dewar as well. Slightly less than Brandon Duhame. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But um, that could be another spot. Pat Maroon 
is another player who is a free agent. And so you have, you've got opportunities, albeit lower in the lineup, at least initially, there will be opportunities for young players, prospects to win jobs out of camp. And I would be shocked if the wild don't bring in some names to uh, compete for that mix on that fourth line, you know, it could be that Mason Shaw's in the mix again next season. But my point is, is this, there will be opportunities for young players to hop on offensively, but the players got to, they got to show something that warrants them being given those opportunities. Otherwise, you go with the veterans because you know what you have. You maybe don't have the upside that you do with young players, but those guys definitely have a floor that they're going to hit, you know, at the at the bare minimum um, that they'll give you. Defensively, the Wilds will have a couple of spots. Zach Bogosian will be a free agent at the end of the season unless he is retained. Dakota Mermis will be a uh, unrestricted free agent unless he is retained within the organization. Um, Alex Goligoski is, I think the writing's on the wall here that he's going to retire. And if you get to the end of this season and you have turned John Merrill essentially into a seventh defenseman, he could be gone, whether it be being waived or being traded. So the point being is there will be opportunities there as well for the the people that want to see the likes of Carson Lambos or some of those other names get opportunities with this team. They'll get the opportunities to do so, but you got to win those jobs. That's that's the big point I'm I'm trying to make here in this show today. And I know I'm not trying to just steal this from people who have said it in the comments. Travis has been on point with this for quite a while. Um, there, there also have been others that have, uh, have hopped in and have said, uh, similar things, um, in that we just, you know, the guys need to win those jobs or play themselves into the lineup if they're going to get the call. And if they don't, if they continue to struggle or to just not really be standouts, then they're not going to give you much of an impact at the NHL level. So organizationally, as some of those names start to really knock heavy on the door, and if you look at the current crop of prospects for this Minnesota Wild team, the big three, Ugrin, Yurov, and Houston Dinoff, are still a couple of years away. Jesper Valset is the closest, I think, to the NHL level right now. And then you've got a couple of defensive prospects. Carson Lambos, the one that is probably the closest there. And so we haven't we haven't lost the the overall plan for those three overseas. It's just it's going to be a year or two before they factor into the equation. So as for right now, again. It's it's on a lot of the players in the NHL roster to improve and to get back on track. There just really really isn't anybody that should be from the AHL level 
There isn't anybody on that roster that should be looked at as this is the guy that's going to fix all the problems. So back to the uh, back to the NHL roster to be the one to uh, to take care of all of that. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wilds your preferred choice of Minnesota Wild news and notes throughout the course of the week. And whether it be full episodes, whether it be pregame previews, postcasts, or this weekend, the Sweden streams, we thank you for tuning into Locked on Wild each and every day. Here's to the next 1,000 episodes starting today with episode 1001. We will see you for tomorrow's episode. Until then, make sure you check out the 24-7 live channels for Locked on Sports Minnesota and Locked on Sports Today so you don't miss out on any big headlines going on either here in the state of Minnesota or across the country. We have new episodes all week long for you as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.